Welcome to the Strength and Dignity podcast, where we discuss Christian lifestyle, scripture, biblical concepts, and hear testimonies from various guests. I'm your host, Kelsey Pryor, and I hope you find encouragement, solid teaching, and thought-provoking concepts here. Welcome to our series on the Sabbath, where through the course of various episodes, we will be discussing the Sabbath throughout the Bible, Sabbath throughout history, and what the Sabbath means to Christians today, as well as stories from people who keep the Sabbath. If you enjoy this episode, please be sure to share with your friends. All right, let's dive into the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Strength and Dignity podcast. I'm here today with my sister, Sydney. Hello. Hi, Sid. Um, We are doing this podcast super duper casual mode. (laughs) It is 9 o'clock at night. Actually, it's 10 o'clock at night. Sitting on my bed in our PJs because I just couldn't find a time during the day to do this. (laughs) And it's due tomorrow. So here we are. Um, Thanks for bringing with us. So, um, I did a little poll on my Instagram to see what you guys wanted to see next in the Shabbat series, and with an overwhelming response, we have decided to do a day, a Shabbat in the life of the Pryor family. So, Sydney and I are both together going to tell you a little bit about what our Shabbat looks like now, Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what it used to look like back when Sydney might not even remember. And then as well as some of my experiences living with an Orthodox Jewish family in Mm -hmm. Jerusalem. And then we're going to together share some of our favorite Shabbat memories either at home or at other people's houses. So we're just going to dive right into it. Um, So our Shabbat starts on Friday night. Mm -hmm. It starts with preparation at 4 o'clock. What happens at 4 o'clock on Friday? At 4 o'clock we start a chore time, a two hour long chore time that we like to call work block. Um, and it's basically just prepping the house for a day where we won't clean it at all. Mm-hmm. So we don't really like to rest in a pig's die. So, um, yeah, we like to prep it for that. And that usually takes about two hours. Yeah, so everyone has, like, a zone that they're in charge of. And every week, um, every Friday at 4, we all clean the house for two hours. Um, some of us take showers. Some of us do laundry. Um, <clears throat> and then... Um, we usually start dinner around 6.30. So right now, who comes to our Shabbat usually? Um, now it's usually um, our grandma and uh, Grammy and Papa that live with us. Um, and our aunt and um, our cousin usually come. And uh, our great aunt also that lives in the area. So we just try to invite like all the family members that are available at the time. Yeah, and we're in the midst of COVID, so sometimes we would have either extra extended family members, people that don't usually come, or like special guests and stuff like that. Um, but because of COVID, right now we're keeping it to kind of our um, limited circle. But usually we try to have um, more guests at Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every now and then we will do kind of an escape Shabbat where we'll rent an, a local Airbnb for a weekend and just kind of do a getaway out in the country or something like that. Um, just the seven of us. Those are always fun. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, it helps with like burnout because even though we're having Shabbat, it still involves hosting. So it gives us a little break from hosting, gives us some time, just the seven of us. But on a normal Shabbat, we'll start dinner around 6.30 and, um, it's kind of potluck style. Like everyone knows what they, everyone kind of brings the same thing. Yeah. Like uh, grandma brings a salad, grandma and papa bring juice and bread and a side. And then aunt Judy will bring, uh, fruit and stuff like that. Carrie will, Carrie will bring dessert. Um, so describe like how the dinner progresses. Um, it's kind of fun. It all kind of starts out with us on 
uh, like the living room furniture, um, just kind of chilling with like not at the table. And usually we start the conversation there. And my dad usually has um, a little tidbit that he learned that week about Shabbat, like uh, like an example, um, like how to have fun on Shabbat, how to like, uh, I don't know, like what, what are some things that he talks about? Like, um, <clears throat> Trying to remember one off the top of my head. <laughs> he has so many. Um, oh, actually, you know what? He he he's writing them all into a book right now. He calls them his Shabbat reflections. It's really really neat. And he posts them over on Family Teams. So if you want to actually use them, go to at Family Teams on Instagram. Kind of just scroll through. They're like super detailed, awesome little. Yeah, make aspects. the Sabbath fun. On the Sabbath, we bathe in beauty. Yeah. How the Sabbath can help restore justice. On the Sabbath, we remember we are slaves set free. Sabbath mm-hmm. is a stop work order even when we're not done. The Sabbath is an act of resistance, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. um, he usually reads one of those that he's written. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really cool. It's like a um, kind of like a little dedication um, at the beginning of the meal. And um, he like has questions for the kids, questions for everyone. And so that's just a way to like get us all warmed up for the feeling of Shabbat and resting for a day and um and then we move to the table and um, no we do blessings first oh yeah that's true yeah uh we do blessings um so we usually start with the boys so the sons um any like males that come to the dinner so so, yeah that's an important thing to talk about so around the Shabbat table everyone is a son and a daughter right right so my dad will say let's it's time to bless the sons and so the oldest guy in the house so usually my my papa sometimes my dad takes a turn will bless any guy that's there so like my aunt will bring her boyfriend sometimes and even he gets in on it right any guests anyone um even we've had a couple guests that are either family or friends that are actually older older than my papa and they're still like you're a son at this table, right? It, it, son doesn't mean like literally our son, like it, it's anyone. It's same with daughters. We do the daughters blessing next, and um, one of my grandmas will uh, usually bless all the daughters. So that's really neat. Yeah, they kind of take turns. We've had the same blessings for sons and daughters for as long as I can remember. Right. We've always used the same ones. Um, it's the typical. I think it's the typical blessing. If you Google Shabbat blessing, it's like may the Lord make you like Sarah, bake, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. Mm -hmm. and then on and on and then the boys one is may the lord make you like um abraham david (laughs) wait how does it start uh may the lord make you like um (laughs) Ephraim Manasseh Ephraim Manasseh give you the heart of David yeah okay man I have the girl one down the boy one you think after all these years that's weird Um, (laughs) on the spot if you google it I think those are the the blessings that come up Um, so we've had that one and it's kind of funny because we have two grandmas Um, my one grandpa has passed away but we have two grandmas and so they both um one of them has it memorized, and the other one every week she's for the working past, on it for the past three years. She's been working on it, so she'll always say, "Oh, Julie, it's your turn." It's like, "No, no, no, it's your turn." <laughs> so they'll kind of pass it off to each other. It's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we'll all get blessed, and then um, actually, mom does the candle first. That's right. Yeah, she. Um, my dad will either have a candle blessing written that kind of goes along with the theme of his, uh, you know, little devotion that he had, um, and sometimes she just makes it up off the top of her head, and um, that kind of helps her keep the religious spirit out of the Shabbat. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of loosen it up and just make it all about 
resting in God and not about tradition. Um, so, yeah. So Yep, and then we sing our Shabbat song. Yeah. Which involves clapping and singing and, and it's just the words Shabbat Shalom over and over again. <laughs> and a fun tune. Yeah. Kyra will get out her violin. She asked her violin teacher, um, she like recorded the song and then asked her violin teacher to figure out how to play it. Mm-hmm. So Kyra will play her violin. She's the youngest, she's eleven. We'll play her violin for us and we'll sing along. And then we do the son and daughter blessing and then we sit around the table. Right. So like those four things the blessing of the son's daughters did uh, what is it devotion devotion um and then the song and then the lighting of the candles and then we go to the table and eat yep and um as far as food goes usually dad's in charge of like the main dish and like i said it's a little bit potluck style um so when we were little we started doing shabbat when i was probably like four or five and um, we had special Shabbat dishes. And actually, I'll go more into that in a second. But as far as food goes, if you have, like, kids and stuff and you're like, oh, my gosh, a fancy dinner where, like, relatives bring meals. And, like, <laughs> it did not start that way for us. I think my parents no, yeah. said that they did, like, take out like pizza. Like pizza, yeah, and like paper plates. <laughs> and crock pot meals and stuff like that. So that's just what it looks like for us now. But it used to look a lot more casual. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, and then what about during and after dinner? Um, so during dinner, we um, we usually just try to engage in group conversation, try to check in with how our grandparents are doing and stuff. And if it's a birthday Shabbat, I don't know if we're going to talk about this Yeah, you later. can go ahead and do that. Yeah, so um, when someone's birthday is coming up, we usually like to dedicate an entire Shabbat dinner to them. And what that means is throughout the dinner, someone will clink, gla- clink a glass and uh, say something nice or a memory or something they like about the person that they're celebrating. And hopefully everyone at the table gets a chance to do that. And, um, and we so, do like a toast. Yeah, yeah. And we do a toast. And then afterwards we'll do presents and dessert. And so that's like in substitute for a birthday party. Sometimes. Right. sometimes we'll have a really big party depending on the birthday. But sometimes we'll just have a Shabbat dinner so you can like, invite a couple friends to your birthday Shabbat. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we do that. Yeah, it's really neat. So, our our um, July and November are our busy seasons for birthday Shabbats. Sometimes we need to share a birthday Shabbat. Yeah, we have five birthdays, four four birthdays plus Thanksgiving on in November. So Goodness. it can get kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So even trying to have someone ha- have everybody have their own night gets yeah. difficult. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to share. My dad and I are both July birthdays and we share. Um. Okay, so that's kind of during, it's pretty It's pretty laid back right. during, unless it's a birthday Shabbat, it's pretty laid back. Um, lots of conversation, it's kind of like a lingering at the table for a little while, longer than you would on like a normal meal, because there's nothing to like hurry off and do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as dinner cleanup goes, usually none of the kids help with cooking, and then we all do all the cleaning. Right. So um, we know our jobs, we've been doing this for like, this way for probably like five years, mm-hmm. maybe less than that, maybe four years. Um so we all have the jobs that we know that we have. So like I do the dishes, Sydney does the drawing, Jackson does the clear- clearing, our cousin Clayton does um, like the eating the plates and utensils and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the girls have all the clearing and counters and floors and stuff like that. Um, and we'll usually put on some crazy music. Yeah, yeah. That's usually to put us in the mindset of it's fun, it's Shabbat. Yeah, it's like time time to rest, but just fun cleanup first <laughs> yeah yeah because it's like oh we just said we're gonna stop working and then we're gonna right. go clean the kitchen so right. we made it fun by we playing tried to make loud it fun. Music. yeah so 
Yeah. That's and, nice. And then now in the winter, we'll go to the living room. And in the summer, we're doing everything on the front porch. So we even eat on the front porch and everything. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of go back outside and engage in more conversation. We're probably out there for a couple more hours. We'll do dessert. Um, this week was Papa's birthday, and yeah. he brought out his record player that, that Grammy so got him cool. for his birthday. He has all these records from when he was little. Like all, he said, he's saved all his records he's ever like bought. Forty-year-old records. Uh, no, more than 60 that. Sixty-year-old records. Yeah, yeah, like probably like all he, different. He turned ages. what seventy-six or something. So yeah. they're probably over sixty years old. Yeah. So it's really crazy. So he has all them in like mint condition. He's such a good like preserve, like he preserves things so well and then played them on his brand new record player for us. It's very cool. So yeah. He let me turn it over and put the needle on and stuff. Yeah. Lots of fun. Yeah. Um, And then sometimes when we were little and stuff, we had like story time with the grandparents and then um, that kind of just kicks off the night or ends the night. And then Mm -hmm. um, sometimes every now and then us kids will go upstairs and like watch a show together or something. It depends on how late it is. Yeah. Um, And then the next day is Saturday. So we do our Shabbat from Friday to Saturday. If you've been following along on our on this podcast series, you'll know why we do that um, and have a little bit more background on why we decided to do that. But we do ours Friday to Saturday and we wake up on Saturday morning whenever we want to. (gasps) It is the only day that we get to sleep in. Even on Sunday, we have a thing we need to wake up for. So. Um, it's the only day that we get to sleep in, so it's very exciting. I think I was in bed until 11.30 this week. <laughs> it's kind of uh, excessive, but I'm like, well, you only got one shot. I'm not going to blow this. Right. <laughs> Anytime, if, if anything ever wakes me up before I want to wake up on Shabbat, it's like, I have to wait till next week. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you blew it. Yeah. And then um, what the actual day looks like has fluctuated a lot over the years. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you probably remember this. It was not that long ago. We used to do like an outdoor thing every Shabbat. Um, like we'd go to like a park or um, like a little hike or something. We're not a super outdoorsy family. Yeah. Um, we like being outside like on our front porch and stuff, but we like don't go camping. We and don't stuff. hike. We, yeah. Yeah. So, but for a little while during us one summer, like a couple years ago, dad was really good about finding really good parks to go to. Mm-hmm. Oh, we really like to go on long drives together in yeah, our van. We like to play music and go on country roads. So sometimes we'll do that. Um, it like varies um, from week to week, like depending, like our parents kind of, gauge the mood of the family if we need to like be a little more inclusive and together then they'll like take us on a drive or something yeah we don't make plans we try not to unless there's like a wedding or a birthday party or something like that there we try not to even make plans like oh tomorrow would be a great day to do x y and z we try to not even do that and just like as the day progresses like hey who feels like doing this Mm -hmm. um which is obviously something that you would do when you have more older kids i think um with younger kids, you might want to have more. You have, like, nap time to schedule around, and you don't need to gauge the mood of some of the little kids. It's just tell them, like, get in the car, and we're going to do this thing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how that would look for your family if you're younger, but yeah. that's kind of what... Right now, we do a lot of... We do... We watch a lot of TV shows together, so... Right now we're watching Psych, All of the Siblings, <laughs> and then usually we have, like, little shows that we just watch one-on-one with a sibling. Mm-hmm. We try not to have individual shows that we watch um, so that even on Shabbat when we're allowed to watch um, more TV than usual, we'll um, still be together. So yeah. that's how we kind of do that. It's definitely, for the entirety of us doing Shabbat, has been excessive on the um, 
what we're allowed to do with electronic devices. Mm-hmm. Every now and then it'll be like, this is too much, we're getting out of the house. But it's the only day that we don't really have rules around it. So yeah. other days it's like, you would never watch TV in the middle of the day. But Shabbat, we, we would. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it was the some things that my parents did to make it special. It's the only day that we're allowed to have Nutella, which is really <laughs> funny. I don't know if that sounds special to any of you guys, but it's like a sugary sandwich spread. Like, you don't want that on every lunch. Mm-hmm. But it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so when do we get to have it? So we got to have Nutella on Shabbat. Right. My parents have, over the years, uh, really tried to make us love Shabbat, and it's definitely worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only day that we get to, you know, watch not, I wouldn't say whatever we want, but, like, binge something. Yeah. Um, it's the only day. So, on Shabbat dinner, we have sparkling grape juice. It was the only day we ever had sparkling grape juice. So, stuff like that. We where have, it's like, like, plates, special plates. Yeah. Stuff that makes it kind of sacred feeling. Um, and then, the way that we end Shabbat is, has also changed over the years. Right now, Papa, who lives right in our house, um, will do game night with the yeah. grandkids. So he really likes his board games. So he'll initiate some type of group game um, with all the grandkids. And that's kind of when Shabbat will end. And at that point, the kitchen's usually a disaster. So then someone will clean the kitchen. Um, We have like a blitz system where we take turns cleaning the kitchen. So it's just whoever wants to do theirs next will get on it and kind of tidy up from the, we call the Shabbat madness or Mm -hmm. the Shabbat explosion or um, um, but more about game night, I, I really like it. Papa um, grew up as an only child, so he's grown to love board games as like a, a boredom reliever. Um, so that's just a really fun way for him to engage with his grandchildren. And uh, yeah, we all love it. Grandma and Grammy sometimes join us, and he brings over a bunch of snacks. And mm-hmm. um, Catan is our favorite. Yeah, Settlers yeah. of Catan. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that is what our current Shabbat looks like. I wanted to say a few more things about what our past Shabbats have looked like. Um, We started Shabbat, like I said, when I was probably about five. Sydney was one. And um, I we were going into like a department store. I want to say it was like Macy's or something. And there was this display of plates and they were like really weird bulky plates that had like grapevines on them but like 3D grapevines like I don't even know how you're supposed like to bumpy. eat on the yeah. yeah I don't know how you're supposed to eat on these plates but then there was like in the middle of the display was this chest and it was like a gray a, a tan brown chest with grapevines painted all over it real cool looking and I remember not knowing why but dad scooped up everything and <laughs> got it like these like all these dishes with these like weird great I love them. Does that? <laughs> <laughs> I love them, but at the time I had no idea why we were getting them. And then I actually don't know where we got the tablecloth from, but we've as long as I can remember, I've had this tablecloth too. I'm pretty sure it's from Israel somewhere. Is it? It's yeah. a white tablecloth with Hebrew on it and like menorahs, and it says Shabbat Shalom or Hag Sameach, which means like Happy Holiday. Yeah. Um, celebration. Yeah, and it. We call it, we say that it's blessed by the rabbis <laughs> because every single week someone spills either wine or grape juice on it and it comes out perfectly it's clean. It's pure white. It's pure white. Like who would use a pure white tablecloth <laughs> with toddlers drinking grape juice? Yeah, yeah. We did and it worked. And I don't like, know. 
comes all the stains come right out they come right out it's like it's crazy it's a little (laughs) bit silky feeling so i wonder if it just doesn't soak anything in i don't know i have no idea how it works (laughs) but we have this like magical tablecloth um so forever we had like this dry sink in our house that housed all of our shabbat dishes and then we um and then another special thing is the candle so when we were first starting out, dad went to Yankee Candle and asked, what's a scent that you will always have that you'll never get rid of? And they said, sage and citrus. It's this green candle. It smells really good. So good. And so he scooped up a bunch of them. And to this day, anytime Yankee Candle has a sale, we'll go in and get like eight of them because we know we're just going <laughs> to burn right through all of them. Yeah. And um, mom and dad got these little like tea candles, like the tiny ones, and would light them in mine and Jackson's room when we were little mm-hmm. on Shabbat. Um, so that is just, the day smells like, like it has a scent, like rest has a scent to it. And so those are some of the special things that really helped us understand the sacrality of the day. Like this is the only day we use this, this tablecloth and these dishes and the grape juice and this candle. Right. And And we, we would put all the, the, all the candles and the lighter and the blessings inside of the chest. Yeah. The chest is, we still use the chest. At some point we got rid of those dishes and we've transitioned to sleek blue, plates that look really pretty that are a little more practical yeah (laughs) I don't know when we got rid of those great plates but we still have the chest and we keep the candle and the tablecloth and the cards with the blessings in them Mm -hmm. um okay and then like I said the food used to be a lot more casual like more like a crock pot meal um even takeout sometimes um whatever was easy for little kids And then we did not always have our grandparents come. It used to be just the seven of us and then maybe a guest or two. The grandparents started occasionally coming when we lived at Story Hill. Um, I was probably like, oh, I want to say like 10 or 12 between then is when they started coming. Um, Because Grammy Papa lived in Seattle. So it was probably it was after they moved back here or moved here. and they would only come like once every couple months, but when they did, there was a lot of intention behind it. So my dad would ask one of them to prepare a story, and my grandpa was so good at this. He would literally have, he would walk in with his manila folder. Yeah. And with like notes on it. He would open it up and he would have printouts with pictures stapled together like handouts to everybody in the living room and he would tell us all these stories about either his growing up or his siblings or his parents <laughs> so with all these pictures and he would you know he would have prepared like weeks in advance for this like so find, intentional yes finding the pictures writing the stories and I loved it I don't remember ever being bored um, and so sometimes when they would do that we would have some cousins over so they could come for the story time and it was more about like the grandparents and storytelling than it was about maybe Shabbat in particular because our extended family doesn't do Shabbat. Um, but they all, like, they know what that means. Like, oh, Shabbat, yeah, let's go to the priors for Shabbat. It's, like, kind of more of, like, a occasion type yeah. of thing um, than, like, a weekly thing. Like Thanksgiving. So, yeah, yeah, like Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, so that's kind of when the grandparents started coming a little bit. And then I, I think it was, like, probably four years ago when we were in this house. It was house, more recent, yeah. That they started coming like maybe every other week and then every week. And then yeah. especially since they've moved in. So Grammy Papa, I've lived here for I think three years because it's grandma's second year. Wow. Um, so it was definitely longer than that. So I, yeah, four or five years. They've mm-hmm. all been coming every week. Um, my great grandma, our great grandma, so Papa's mom, 
is from Michigan and she needed more intense care. So she moved down here to be with my aunt who took care of her. So she got to come to mm-hmm. a Shabbat or two. We even took, I think we took a Shabbat to her house one time, like a casual outdoor. Maybe it wasn't Shabbat. Oh. Maybe it was just a dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely Did remember we, that. We had like a, I, we used to have a midrash after every Shabbat. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 So our midrashes are like, it's a Hebrew, it's, it's a Bible study. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we used to do a, like a whole full-blown like one and a half to two hour Bible study after every Shabbat. Right. For like a year at least we yeah, did that. Yeah, it was regular, yeah. I don't know when we stopped doing that. I think when we started having more guests over, we did that a lot when it was just us and the grandparents. And mm-hmm. then we started having more people and it became a little awkward, excessive. So <laughs> I think that's what dad replaced his liturgy at the beginning of Shabbat replace the midrash with that yeah, as like a thought provoking conversation yeah. starter or whatever so anyways great grandma got to be a part of a shabbat and then um one interesting thing is just that how shabbat marks the seasons for us so oh that shabbat was outside so it was in the summer oh that shabbat was inside oh that sh- that was so-and-so's birthday shabbat so mm-hmm. i know when that is um and even like the bigger things like our grandparents had like assigned seating like it was just the four the four chairs across the table they would always sit in Mm -hmm. when my grandpa passed away it was extremely obvious that he was missing um like it would be for anybody but like there's literally a missing chair where he used to sit every single week and we we didn't we stopped doing shabbat for a couple months when he died i think that's the longest we've ever gone without doing like shabbat dinners um and the first time that we had Shabbat again after that was like so hard. Like all of everyone was just crying <laughs> the entire time. Yeah. So, so it's just it's just one of those things where it's just you know when you've been through friends like through when they're dating, when they're married, when they're or when they're engaged, when they're married and like when they had their first kid, when they, it's like you get to watch someone walk through all these different seasons. We do that like around our Shabbat table. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to have Sydney share one of her favorite Shabbat memories, and then I'm going to share a few things about when I was living with the Orthodox family in Jerusalem. Um, yeah, I just always loved Shabbat in Israel in our, um, apartment, and, uh, there we couldn't have, uh, obviously we couldn't have our grandparents, but it was just, um, a really, really awesome just atmosphere because you knew that every family um in jerusalem was observing it and lighting Mm. the candles and saying blessings there's literally the siren that would go off right there's a shofar horn that that like i don't know the priests blow or something i I don't know i heard that somewhere i don't know if that's true yeah it's a horn that you can hear throughout most of Jerusalem. Yeah, they, like, blow them at, like, different points in Jerusalem so that everyone can hear. When the sun and starts to set. Yeah, I remember the girls and I would always run out onto the balcony and listen for it mm-hmm. because it was so cool. Um, and I remember once in particular we had a whole church group, like, leadership church group that led a big church here in um cincinnati come and we invited them all over for shabbat and it was like tables full of in our apartment yeah in our (laughs) all the way down the hallway (laughs) right um there's a bunch of guys that that came from this church and um were touring israel um and they were able to experience shabbat at our apartment and um there was this big 
this big moment where the horn blew and um I don't know if you guys know anything about our mission to Israel but that was a very important point yeah. in our um Israel I've referenced mission. it a lot but I haven't really told the whole story yeah. we were in Israel we had an apartment there for two years that we would travel back and forth to so during one of our times we hosted a big tour group of Cincinnati church leadership mm-hmm at um, our apartment, so that's what Sydney's talking yeah, about. Yeah, and so the when the horn blew, it was, like, this big moment, um, and I just, I could never forget that. I think that was a really cool moment. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my favorite Shabbat the, memories. The preparation for that one was fun, too. Do you it remember was. preparing for that? Yeah, yeah. So the Carpenters, who were in the last episode that you guys <laughs> probably listened to, Steve and Taffy, their their family lived in the apartment right above us. And so um, I remember we, both of our families were kind of hosting this church group. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun to, I don't know what you did to prepare for that. I'm sure I mopped. You mopped? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was fun because our families would like, we would have some Shabbats together, but it was kind of like one of us was hosting the other one this one we were hosting a Shabbat together and so it was like both of the moms were kind of organizing everything and like directing everybody and I remember specifically Samuel and I had to run to the market the market was probably like three blocks away like I think I counted six times that day because they kept forgetting stuff. Oh, like, wow. Oh, no, we don't have grape juice. Oh, no, we don't have butter. We don't have challah bread. We don't have blah, blah, blah. So we literally <laughs> would run back and forth. Oh, I didn't so many know times. that. Yes, and then we came back, and then, like, every time we came back, they were like, I'm so sorry, I forgot one more thing. Oh, and, like, my gosh. go back to the market. <laughs> and Friday at the market is the most stressful time oh, to go because everyone's getting ready for Shabbat. And mm-hmm. so we're like, is there even going to be any more challah bread? Like, is, everything is out. Everything is closing. Like, get there as fast as you can before the, the holly bread runs out so fast yeah also. like oh i think there's one more store like down the street that stays open a little bit longer than the others yeah. like try that one mm-hmm. so uh anyways that was a fun you're right that was a really fun yeah I, I guess that's what was fun about the setup the carpenters were cleaning with us caitlin was probably mopping with me yeah <laughs> yeah it was um, a lot of fun and i remember taffy being there because she was talking to brian tome mm-hmm. a lot the whole time yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was a very fun Shabbat. Um, so speaking of Shabbats in Jerusalem, um, <clears throat> a much later date, so 2018, in spring of 2018, I went to Jerusalem by myself for nine weeks, so a little over two months, um, to learn Hebrew. Well, I already kind of started learning to study, to continue my Hebrew studies. Um, and I had emailed a bunch of people that I knew in the city asking if they knew of places I could stay or people I could live with. And... Um, one of the people was the owners of the Hebrew school I was going to, and we had developed a relationship with them. They're Orthodox Jews, which means that they are practicing Jewish tradition to some extent. There's lots of different sects the laws of Judaism. The Torah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of different sects of Judaism, so I don't know the specific term for what they were, but it was they're relig- their religious Jews. And um, they, we had developed a relationship with their family um, because our whole family went to their school, and they, had, like, they hadn't had that before. And we were Americans, like, why do Americans want to learn Hebrew? Why do Gentiles want to learn Hebrew? Gentile is an, anyone that's not Jewish. So um, it was just a really interesting thing that we had developed this connection with them. And so I was shocked that they extended um, to me an offer to stay with them. And I, I thought I was very surprised that they wanted a Christian, mm-hmm. a Gentile American Christian, to live with them. So they had an interesting setup. They had two apartments on the same floors, the only two apartments on that floor. And they lived in one. And then the other one they had for their family when they would come in for Shabbat. 
Like, that is what this apartment was for. The Shabbat apartment. The Shabbat apartment, which they didn't really tell me before. <laughs> so they said, we have, an empty Shab- or we have an empty apartment that you can rent out. So I would stay there, but they invited me over pretty frequently to hang out or for a meal. And every Shabbat, I was invited over. Well, I, I had no idea that this was, like, the apartment that their family stayed in. So... I woke up on Friday and there was all these extra people <laughs> in this apartment. I just thought it was funny at that point. I was like, in my mind, it was like a very like Jewish thing for very them to just, Jewish, you know, I don't definitely. know. I don't know if that's accurate Just to or not. like, like, like assume, oh, this is our family. No, like, yeah, they're here. Yeah, yeah. You're like, going to live with them and share a bathroom. With it, yeah. Like. So, um, <laughs> because I don't keep all of the same rules as them, they, like, I... I'm okay with working on Shabbat. Not I would not that I would want to, but um, like cooking, lighting fires, um, they using have, electronic devices. They have so many laws against lighting fires and using electricity and things like that. There's like, a law in the Torah that says you shall not light a fire on the Sabbath. Right. So they've built a lot of these extra rules around that they've law. They've extended that so, to electricity. Yeah. When you, I guess it's open a circuit. Um, I think it's a technical, but anytime you press a button or use electronics or whatever, you're technically starting a fire. Mm-hmm. So like you can't use the elevator, you can't use the stove, you can't use your phone, you, you can't turn on the lights, like anything. So I have some really funny stories about that, but that that's important to understand before my stories. Um, so I had to be in my room if I wanted to like use my phone or I had to leave the apartment. But I would, I would hang out with them sometimes, but I just, it was, I, I remember my first Shabbat, <clears throat> that I was there. I was so excited because I had never celebrated Shabbat with the Orthodox family before. And I was so excited. And I woke up and I was like, are you guys excited? It's Shabbat. And like, I can't wait. And they were like, you're excited for Shabbat? And I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, it's my favorite day. And they were like, I said, yeah, we celebrate Shabbat. And they were like, you don't celebrate Shabbat is what they told, in bar told me. I was like, what? Ooh. And she's like, you keep Shabbat. You don't celebrate it. She thought it was like a language difference. Like I was just misusing the word or whatever. Um, and I was like, no, I definitely meant to say celebrate. And you definitely don't think it's a celebration. And I just thought that was so interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of things I observed. I loved living with this family. Definitely Let me the, just, the spirit of religion there. Yeah, yeah. I loved living with this family. It was so much fun. I just want you guys to all know that. These are all just things that I observed and I thought were really funny or really interesting. <laughs> Um, so, like I said, they believe that they can't um, light any fires or push any buttons or use electronics on Shabbat. Um, but because I'm a Gentile, it doesn't matter for me. Like, I don't need to keep those rules. And so... Shabbat goy. Shabbat goy. They have, like, a kind of thing, like, where if someone goes into labor or if someone, like, there's a, like, if there's an emergency or something, they'll they'll call on a Gentile <laughs> to help them on Shabbat. So it's kind of Shabbat goy is, like, the term for that. So I was kind of a Shabbat goy, but they also think it's, like, either rude or maybe even against the law, I'm not sure, to outright ask a Gentile... To, like, turn on the light. To turn or... on the light. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> okay, so here's an example. So Orly, the mom's... Still, her parents, both of her parents were still living. I, I, I cannot believe this. They're so old. And her dad had been through, like, all the wars. Oh and they were both still alive. Not only were they, like, alive and living by themselves. Wow. Her mom cooked literally a six-course meal for, like, 
12 of us to come to their tiny, tiny apartment and hosted us. She's like the tiniest. With like the 18 salads. Oh my gosh. I was blown away. I was like, this is the most hospitable, kind, sweet, unbelievable thing. Like it was so cool. I mean, it was like their apartment was tiny and they were hosting like probably 12 of us and she had made like literally six courses and her husband was in a wheelchair and all this stuff. And they speak, they, I think... I think they only spoke Hebrew, um, but I got to speak Hebrew with the dad. Aww. I could understand him. He was like, you know, his his voice was a little hard to like hear, but I could understand him. And I was like, that's, that's so, so cool. cool. I loved it. I got to speak to this guy in Hebrew. Well, we're sitting around the living room and we're waiting for dinner because there's probably about an hour and a half. We got there like an hour and a half early. We, we drove there. So we So we had to get there in time that we could drive there before Shabbat oh. started. Okay. So, but we were going to walk back. Mm-hmm. It was a long walk. Um, (laughs) And we got there. It was probably like an hour before dinner. We're all sitting around the tiny living room. The the kitchen's right there with the heat and everything like that. They're trying to finish everything up. Um, They have this thing that goes over the stove that's like a hot pad that stays on all day so that they cook all the food for Saturday, like all three meals ahead of time and put it on this like hot pad. So that's how they like keep their food warm to eat it on on saturday the food on saturday is not very that's good. funny to hear that they like invented stuff to make this oh easier. they invented so many things yeah. it's crazy so we're sitting there the food is finished cooking shabbat has started but for some reason we weren't eating yet I, we were in the living room still and the mom goes oh i'm i'm so hot <laughs> I, is anyone else is anyone else hot Oh, Kelsey, are you are you hot? And I, and I said, no, I'm fine. Completely oblivious. Uh, I was like, no, I'm fine. And she was like, sure? are you sure? Are you sure? She, she, kept, she asked me so many times, are you sure? You look so hot. Is everyone hot? I think everybody is hot. And then I realized, oh, would you like me to turn the AC up? And oh, well, if you're hot. If you want. If you, if you would like to be more cool, I think you would like it. If you were cool right now. And I just had to laugh at myself like, oh, you, like, I do I not mind. I I like, I don't mind. You could have just asked me. So I thought that was so funny. And then another thing was after the meal. First of all, the meal was amazing. Like, how did this lady cook all this food? I don't even know. Um, and after the meal, they were putting all the food away. And then all of a sudden there was this commotion in the kitchen. And like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then... Um, the dad came up to me and was like, Kelsey, if you, please, if you, I'm so sorry to ask this, but if you wouldn't mind, we forgot there is something about the fridge that you have to do so that the light doesn't turn on when you open the door to the fridge. (laughs) And they forgot to do that. So I had to open the door to the fridge and flip that switch so they could put all their leftovers in the fridge. They were like embarrassed. They were like, I'm so sorry. Like, oh, I'm so sorry to ask this of you, but do you mind... If you would please open the fridge. So I was like, of course. And I mean, obviously, it's the least I can do for like such hospitality. Right. Clothes. Yeah. But you just think about that's how that's how it is. That's how they live their life. And their those culture. are the, it's their culture. Yeah. Those are like the, you know, the boundaries within, within which they're operating. Um, so then we walked back to the apartment. <laughs> it was probably like two miles. Not that bad, but, you Still. know, pitch black, like pitch dark. Um, back to the apartment. Um, and then, oh, there was something, there was something else I was going to, okay, well, just, just a normal Shabbat meal at their house. So they, they had seven kids and one of them still lived with them, but the, and then one was in the army 
And so the other five were married with kids. And um, and the, the, their youngest was my age. That gives you any indication of how, um, like, their age range. I don't know exactly how old they are. Um, so there, there are five kids that are, I think it was five, maybe four of their kids are married with kids, um, would kind of rotate sleeping in the apartment I was staying at and then coming to Shabbat. And um, they would get there early in the day, like I said, just so they ha- like would be able to use the car to drive there mm-hmm. before they were not allowed to use the car anymore. And um, the meal itself was very interesting. So obviously I'm there to learn Hebrew. These are all people who fluently speak both English and Hebrew, but because they own the Hebrew school, they're a little bit more adamant about me learning Hebrew while I was there. So we would probably sit at that dinner table for three hours maybe more just sitting and talking because if you think about it not only like with our family it's like oh there's nowhere to run off nothing to run off and do but for them it's like there's nothing to run off and do there's no tv show to watch go up and watch so they literally just sit around and talk like all the time and it was for me it was fun because I got to just like sit and listen and be like oh I understood that oh I understood that (laughs) and then someone will ask me a question and I'll think about it and they'll all be like in Hebrew explaining the question more and more and more until I finally understand and then I'm like oh cool okay I get it and then I can answer so they were just they had they had this time that's nice they didn't translate they had all this time sometimes they would translate if they're trying to do something quickly Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but because we weren't in a hurry they had all this time Mm -hmm. and patience to be able to like speak with me and like even when I didn't understand it I was trying really hard that's nice yeah and then um and then during the shabbat day the same thing both meals took like three hours because what else were you going to do like there was hardly there wasn't a ton of food like it didn't take us that long to sit there and eat it it didn't need to be cooked because it had already been prepared but we would sit there and there was kind of like a ritual over it i think that we did like some sort of like prayer blessing before each meal on shabbat Mm -hmm. and then um I brought my sewing with me while I was there, and um, I had to do that in my room because you're not allowed to create on Shabbat, and so that's one of the rules. That would, Which, in bar, the daughter, she does, like, embroidery, and she does crochet, and she couldn't do any of that. And that you can't, so one thing, it's like, because God God took a break from creating on Shabbat. Uh, If God wouldn't even create on Shabbat, Mm. why would we create on Shabbat? And I guess that's why the, I can see why they wouldn't see that as a celebration. Yeah, yeah. And so you just think, like, here's these people. Honestly, w- if you listen to our past Shabbats, we talk about the assimilation of the Jews into other cultures throughout history when they're dispersed throughout all the nations. Um, and then they're persecuted. But one of the things that always sets them apart is their rigorous, like, keeping of the Sabbath, their observance of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that helped them for from not being completely assimilated into every single culture. Right, it's really what keeps them apart. It sets them apart. Yeah. Which, the, the definition of holiness is being set apart. Mm-hmm. And it kept them holy. holy. It, it did. And so... Even with all the flaws and with with what we believe are the flaws that you don't need to f- keep the law anymore. Jesus fulfilled the law, et cetera, et cetera. This is what helped their culture survive. And mm-hmm. it just I had immense appreciation for that and uh, the observing what they did. And it's there's some aspects of it were sad, like you don't are celebrating. It's like an obligation, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I pray all the time that they would be that they would be freed from that, that they would come to know Yeshua. But. I'm still very grateful for that experience because I got to, I got to see like yeah. this is the people of God keeping his holy day mm-hmm. and this is precious and I am so thankful that I had this experience 
Um, and then as soon as Shabbat would end, Yoel is an amazing pianist. Mm-hmm. It, literally, as soon as Shabbat ended, he would go to his piano and start playing. Mm-hmm. And um, Yo, uh, Inbar would get out a crochet project. I would help her with it. You know, stuff like that that you couldn't do. And so they, as soon as it ends, they would start doing Aww. all the stuff that they were. That was one of the, I think the creating was the saddest part for me. Like, Yoel can't, like, express his like love of music on Shabbat I felt like that was kind of sad Mm -hmm. but you understand it where they're coming from if like they're taking a break from creating just like God did it's like that's that's actually pretty understandable Mm -hmm. to me more understandable than the whole fire thing but yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so anyways that was a long episode I hope that gave you guys kind of a window into um the different Shabbat so like us Mm -hmm. a Christian family keeping a Shabbat and then a modern Jewish family keeping a Shabbat that was kind of my goal for this episode is to give you just a peek in through the curtains of what that could look like none of this is like rule or law as we've reiterated a lot um throughout the series it's just um like my dad said a religious or not a religious part um a spiritual discipline is what he said mm-hmm. um, that is very, very, it's not necessary. Like, it's not like you don't have to do it, but it's not we a have law. seen so, there's not a law, but there's so much fruit that we always suggest to people yeah. anytime they're like, what's the number one tip for my family or number one tip for my mm-hmm. faith or whatever? It's always, do you do a, do you keep a Sabbath day? That's, the, that's the first one, I, the first thing I say. Yeah, it's definitely, um, I, I couldn't imagine my life without it. So, yeah, it's definitely important. Yep, for sure. All right. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Strength and Dignity. We have lots of content over on our website with strengthanddignity.com, including our Bible study. This study is what started everything. So make sure you head over to the website to check it all out. It's a book that walks you through 10 characteristics in Proverbs 31 and how they might apply to you no matter what season you're in. We also talk about God's character and how we can better understand and reflect it to others. The book also comes with a free video series and leader guide if you want to go through it with a group. That's at withstrengthanddignity.com.